0: We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening.
1: You know when Pastor Jonathan and I began planning for this whole year in the Gospel of Luke, the Jesus Project, and then we began to plan for the the summer, uh, who knew? Who knew that amidst this worldwide pandemic that is so affecting Trontonians, who knew that in the middle of it, there'd be this call for justice from the streets all across the world, especially maybe here in North America. And uh, But God knew. And so we're in a series, the 10th weekend of this series, where we're talking about how Jesus and the Gospel of Luke elevated people because Jesus elevated all of us. The first weekend of this series, I told you that if Jesus had his way in our world, there would not be any Black Lives Matter. There would not be any gender injustice issues. There would not be any poverty or people just screaming out for some kind of help economically. There would not be a need for economic justice because you see in the Gospel of Luke that every person that Jesus encountered, he treated as equals. He respected them and he elevated them. All right, so we come to the 10th the teaching. Let's go with Pastor youth pastor O'Shea to Dundas Square in Toronto because we're going to understand today how Jesus... Elevates non judgy people. As a matter of fact, if we're judgy, we get in the way of Jesus elevating people. All right? But listen to people at Dundas Square how easy it is to be judgy.
2: I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. They're super basic questions. The first question is: Do you squeeze toothpaste from the middle or from the end? From the end.
1: From the middle.
2: From the middle.
1: I squeeze the bottom. The bottom. I squeeze the
2: middle. The end. Just from the top. The
1: top. Yeah.
2: The top. The the top. That's the proper answer. No, you're weird. Just to not cause any arguments, I mean, I squeeze out the end, but like I'm eventually just gonna go back to squeezing the middle. You know. (laughs) Word. Word.
0: I think you're racing your time. You're squeezing the guts out of the center and pushing
2: it both ways. I, I, what do you think about someone that squeezes it from the middle? Strange. <laughs> Those people must be rich. Um, so, more organized. I yeah, think. I am like more like they know what they're doing. <laughs> All right, what is your least favorite type of music?
0: Uh,
2: Country music. Opera. Metal, hard metal. I'm a metalhead. Country or like
1: heavy metal, like screamo. Oh, Come on, that's man. Satanic, like screamo oh, music. Like, ah. Why you gotta be so judgmental, man?
2: <laughs> when you restock toilet paper, do you
1: put it over or under? Well, I don't use toilet paper. I uh, use paper towels. Okay. Over. Under. I like oh. under. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's over. The toilet paper is over for me, and what? these guys don't change it. <laughs> so top, yeah, over. over yeah. Why not the bottom? Why not under? So does it doesn't fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's more it's yeah. effective. Yeah. yeah. Oh, You never refill the toilet paper, so. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one. Do you put milk first or cereal? Uh, I put cereal first because sometimes you know. Like you'll overflow the bowl if you put milk first. Cereal. You're a fool if you if you put milk first. That's like You're actually a psychopath. If you put yeah, milk that's kind of weird. weird. I don't I don't talk to people with that. I do that. Do you put the cereal first or the milk? Cereal. Cereal. Milk. Cereal. cereal? Did you Why not say milk? The milk? Yes, I put the milk first. Mmm, milk first and cereal. Well, yeah, both of these are good, I guess. They're both good? Uh, it's okay, yeah. Do you put milk first or cereal? I don't put that because I'm losing milk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, that was interesting to see, wasn't it? We learned that people have different judgments, people have different opinions, and when mixed all together, it can sometimes be a mess where you can look at someone else's opinions and be very judgmental about that. And I'm so glad because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how Jesus elevates non-judgmental people. And let's get right on into it. And the scripture that we'll be reading is found in Luke chapter six, verse 37 to 42. So come on, let's go on this adventure. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shake it together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For what the measure you use will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. When we look at the first couple of verses, we see an amazing parallel and an amazing contrast at that. We see that the measure that we give is the same measure that's given to us. And in the context of what we're talking about with judgment, condemnation and unforgiveness, this becomes a very important part of our lives and even sometimes can be quite frightening when we think about the fact that what we give is what's given back to us. If we rewind a little bit and go back to when Jesus was here, Jesus died on a cross so that we didn't have to experience judgment, condemnation, and unforgiveness. And when we look at ourselves as Christ followers and as believers, due to that fact of what Christ has done, it feels like we don't have a choice but to be non-judgmental, to not be condemning others and to be forgiving as much as we can because truthfully, that's what Christ did for us in the very beginning when he decided to come here on this earth and die on a cross for you and I. When we look at these middle verses, we see the perfect process for what a disciple of Jesus is supposed to be. We see comparisons from how can the blind lead the blind and how can the child be above the teacher. And in these regards, it's crazy to think that this is literally demonstrating the perfect example of what a disciple should be. And even further, when we look at verses 41 and 42, we see exactly what Jesus is talking about when it comes to judgment. Because in that context, Jesus was actually talking to the Pharisees He was talking to the religious leaders of the time and calling them out on their judgment. And here's the crazy part. It was judgment towards other believers, other followers of Christ, and the Pharisees and religious leaders had standards. And if you didn't meet these standards, there was judgment, there was condemnation because how could you possibly serve the same God I serve if you're not upholding these standards that I hold? And that's crazy to think about, because when you look at these verses a little bit more in depth, Jesus is actually going against the grain. He's going against culture when he's calling out the religious leaders and the Pharisees, because so often we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to bring judgment. It's the easiest thing to call out a flaw in one of our brothers and sisters. And in these verses, Jesus flips the script on us. He actually tells us, wait, stop. Why are you so concerned about the speck of sawdust in your brother or sister's eye when you have a whole plank or a log coming out of your eye? And this is such a gut check and a reality check to each and every single one of us because it shows us that we have things that we need to work on. And if I'm honest here, and if you're honest where you are, we've all probably, if not more often than not, been in the position of the Pharisees, where maybe we've been walking with Jesus for two years, five years, 10 years, or 20 plus years. We unfortunately have created standards that we hold other Christians to and now become a little too judgmental based on the smallest things, and these things can be the way that somebody looks, the way that somebody dresses, the way that somebody talks, the way that they sing, and all of these things can now hinder us from being exactly like our teacher Jesus. We learn that the goal is not perfection for correction, the goal is actually to gain and grow closer with Jesus so that we can be more loving, forgiving, non judgmental, and bring no condemnation to our fellow brothers, sisters, and people in this world. I wanna share a story with you guys. And this is a story that's encouraged me with this exact theme of being non-judgmental and not bringing condemnation and and showing forgiveness to others. And I remember the story so clear. I was just out of high school and volunteering at youth group at an old church that i was at and it was a regular night nothing special but the pastor went up there and gave an amazing message and then gave a call to salvation and our youth group had a couple new people there that week and this one gentleman decided in that moment that he wanted to receive jesus's love he wanted to start a relationship with Jesus so he decided that he got up out of his seat and walked down this middle aisle to go to the altar to pray with the pastor and the most unbelievable thing happened next a youth leader came up kind of grabbed him on the shoulder and went hey I don't think you belong up here and it it just hurt so much to see that happen and The reason why this youth leader came up and said that was because his pants were a little low, his shirt was a little baggy. He didn't fit the description of what we or what he would have called a Christ follower. And unfortunately, the story doesn't have a happy ending. This gentleman who walked up to receive salvation, to receive a relationship with Jesus, was turned away because of someone's condemnation, because of someone's judgment and to my knowledge is not in church and nowhere near a relationship with jesus and this got me thinking and it really punched me in the gut and like slapped me in the face really when i started to think about this and it's this it's the fact that if we are called to be more like the teacher jesus then why are we bringing judgment? Why are we bringing condemnation? Why are we bringing unforgiveness and all of these things that we're not learning from our teacher. And when we look at this verse, it says that the child is not above the teacher. And if Jesus was perfect without blame and would actually be the one who's able to cast judgment, the one who would actually be able to cast condemnation chooses not to and instead he chooses love he chooses grace he chooses forgiveness then who are we to choose judgment to choose condemnation to choose unforgiveness and it really really hit me in that moment and I said that this story didn't have a good ending but in fact it has a call to action and this call to action is calling us to be more like our teacher, Jesus. It is calling us to love, to forgive, to not be judgmental, opposed to what the other side is in saying, yeah, let's be judgmental, let's call out that person, or yeah, let's condemn them because they look different. And when we look at what this call to action is, it's very simple. It's calling us to a deeper relationship with who Jesus is. And the interesting part about this is where we are right now, if we want to label it, we can label it as a new disciple. And the great part about this call to action is it shows us that we are continually learning, that we are in continuous relationship with our teacher to be more like him, more loving, more forgiving, and just being more accepting of people and their differences. We're going to double back here and when we're talking about that call to action, it came with a question and it came with a challenge and that challenge was why do we feel the need to bring judgment, condemnation, unforgiveness to others, to our brothers and sisters, when our teacher, who is blameless in every way and probably the only person on this earth who is justified to bring judgment, to bring condemnation doesn't and the answer was very simple when i sat down and it was because we were still new disciples and we were not showing ourselves to be more like christ and that's my urge to everyone here including myself is that we would look at the logs in our own eyes instead of trying to fix the speck in our brother's and sister's eyes, that we would eradicate this form of judgment that says someone isn't Christian enough because they may look, act, or even speak differently than what we are used to, or that they may be at the beginning of their journey towards becoming more like Christ and fall short, and even that we might remember that we too fall short every single day. And let's remember, let's not just leave it at not judging people and not condemning people, but in order to truly grow in relationship and become more like the teacher, we must adopt the nature of forgiving, of giving, of not being judgmental and not bringing condemnation on people. So let this be our attitude leaving today, that in our lives as believers of Christ, that we would be accepting of anybody whether they have tattoos on their skins piercings or just simply because they look different talk different and even act different than us that we would be accepting and that we would be more like our teacher jesus and showing love compassion forgiveness and be willing to give because we understand this the measure that we give is
1: the measure that will be given to us you know what helps me do that on a daily basis more than anything else? You know, it helps me be non-judgy. Is this? I have to get a hold of myself at the beginning of the day, and I pray the prayer that Jesus says, this is the most important thing that you will ever do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, neighbor as yourself. And when it comes to that part about the mind, I have a prayer for each one, er, each area. But when it comes to the mind, here, here, here's what I pray. I invite you to pray this daily. Lord, I love you with all my mind, so I choose to think of what will bring the best out of every person I meet today. That's the way Jesus went around. Jesus didn't go around judging. He went around accepting people as they were and then bringing the best out of them. So it's not enough for us to say, I'm not gonna judge, I'm not gonna judge. What about just replacing judgmental thoughts with saying, I want to bring the best out of every person I meet today. Can you you pray that even right now, that every day this week that you would choose to think of what would bring the best out of every person that you meet? Jesus, thank you. You're the only perfect one. (laughs) But Lord, we want to get this better and better as a practice in our lives, an attitude that we would have towards others because if we're gonna elevate every person that we meet, we're gonna have to go accepting them as they are and helping them become what they can be as we reveal you to them, Jesus. So Lord, I just pray that you'd help every one of us. Here we are at the, the last teaching of this series from Luke about how Jesus elevates all of us. Help us to be people in our world today who just go around looking for the best, looking to elevate everyone. And Lord, I pray as well for people who are online or in this room in Toronto who have been judged, and maybe it's that judgmentalism of someone who claimed to be your your child, your follower, and it's pushed them away from you. I pray, Lord, that They would just reckon with the reality that you're the only perfect one. You're the only one who does non judginess perfectly. And Lord, may we just take our eyes off of what someone else has done or said and place our eyes upon you, Jesus, and say, I follow you not because your followers are perfect. I follow you because you're perfect, Jesus. So, Lord, thank you. You're going to help us do this, you're going to give us grace and love and even daily help so may the grace of the lord jesus christ help us every day may the love of god and how he treats us help us do this and may that daily constant companionship that helps us every day from the holy spirit be with you all amen and amen amen love you church
2: we